0: It's time to redefine and align to the badass leader and mother you really are. I'm your host, Nicole Weston. I have been coaching moms for the last decade on aligning to what they truly desire so they can be present with their family, create the most successful business, all while having it all. We're gonna be talking to moms all around the world who are diving into what does it mean to take care of myself? What does it mean to redefine motherhood so I can live it on my terms, so I can have it all? It's time to rise, and here's the thing, we can't do it alone. Join us as we have some of the most important conversations about how moms are taking their pain and turning it into their purpose. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on Redefine and Align. I'm your host, Nicole Weston, and I am so happy to be back. (sighs) I know that the first episode talked all about, well, most of my experience uh, with death and loss as an entrepreneur. And today I wanted to share a little bit with you about loss, grief as a mom, (laughs) maybe as a human too. (laughs) I love each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for choosing to spend time with me. I know time is just so ever-flowing, ever-moving, and so precious. And I just really want to thank you for for being here. So thank you. I find that for me, expression is truly, for me, first. the, The idea that Me sharing my experiences and my story will benefit or connect the dots for you. Bring awareness into your world is is everything to me. And so I am just so honored to have you here and to have you tune in. You know that I love feedback, so I'd love to hear from you. If you haven't yet, please subscribe and leave us a review. What do you want to hear more of? If you're not following me on Instagram, you can. I am at the Nicole Weston and you can DM me in there. We release a new episode every Friday. And today I wanted to talk to you about motherhood. I wanted to talk to you about grief, being a motherless daughter. And I'm sure you can already tell that my voice is a little shaky. And I think that that's because for me, Expression is such a form of healing. And if you tuned into the previous episode, I talked about how I did record an episode that I had all intentions of sharing. um, But I recorded it in May. And so a lot of time has passed in terms of having my physical body do a lot of healing and integrating. We just got through a big holiday, which I'll call a turkey dinner. And that was tough. So all of this is so fascinating to me because of my passion and curiosity into the world of generational beliefs, into the world of our family stories, our family history, and how generational traumas and pain and stories get passed down through the generations that they get imprinted into our Cellular memory as an opportunity to heal, most importantly, as an opportunity to really break the cycle um, of whatever that may be. And so I can't speak for everyone, but these are my beliefs. These are what have really resonated with me and have found, you know, brought a lot of peace into my world. And so if it doesn't resonate, that's okay. You're totally allowed to have your own thoughts, your own beliefs. I'm just going to share my story and what has really, really helped me. If you're new here, um, or you've been here for a while, I would love to have you join the Mom Collective. It's a it's a community. It's a community, a monthly community where we meet uh, twice, twice a month, actually, for a live training on the energetics of money, mindset, motherhood, self-love, expansion, um, business, entrepreneurship, uh, career, all the things that involve our life. I find that as a woman... There are a lot of resources out there. And when I sign up for a certain group or a certain um, community, I'm only, you know, I'm supposed to be that one person. And there's all these other stories that I have to share, but I'm only supposed to talk about, let's say, business. And in my community, the mom collective, we get to be all of who we are. Um, There's no separation. It's all of who you are. I'll be hosting a training inside the collective that will be recorded. And then about a week later, the group decided that about a week was a really good time to watch the training, let it all integrate, and come back live together for a Q&A. We had our first one this month, and it was beautiful. It was so great to see everyone in there. And you could already tell the connections and the relationships that are building. We also are doing it different. We're having a private Voxer group chat, not a Facebook group. Um, or anything like that, really wanting to keep it intimate and easy. So that's what I love. And in the Q and A's, it's an opportunity to ask that, that question that you may have an opportunity to have a hot seat coaching and uh, for me to hold space. And uh, what I love seeing the most is women sharing their celebrations, having questions and feeling safe to ask those questions. I often find that Whether we're on the entrepreneurial path or the spiritual development path, there are the people we love the most in our lives. They tend to go, wait a minute, what are you doing? All of a sudden you're changing your mind on so many different opinions or thoughts or beliefs. It can be really lonely on that path. And so let's just call it the path of evolution and growth. And so in this community, we're really dedicated to being there for one another and seeing other women rise, whether that be in their business, in their relationships, in their relationship with self, whatever is calling you forward, we're making space for it. Okay. So you can join the mom collective for $29 a month, and you can cancel anytime. If you find that it's like not the right fit for you. And in there, I have um, a massive portal with access to the previous masterclasses I have recorded and the ones that are coming. So those are all valued at $111. There's three days worth of content in each of those masterclasses. So powerful. I've been working with women who have um, taken the courses and implemented the work into their life and have had massive transformations and uh, joining the VIP uh, Voxer has been exponential. So if there's something that you are seeking, you have some more questions about the mom collective, you can DM me, email me. I'm all here for it. The mom collective will also give you access to all my self-love hypnosis, which are all self-hypnosis. It's really designed to create these life affirming beliefs in the positive, also designed for deep, deep, relaxation as a mom when are you taking time to relax and rest and restore and in the meditations are about 20 to 25 minutes long and those are going to give you a deep sense of connection to self and rest and when we can get into that rest period our body is going to uh, resolve it's going to connect and align and just make the everyday that much more better i've had women listen to these hypnosis and absolutely dismantle road rage, uh, dismantle frustration, dismantle overwhelm. And so I love that. So that's all accessible in the portal as well. So if you have questions, please let me know. It's the Mom Collective, $29 a month. And our next live training is going to be on October 25th. I can't wait to see you in there. So with that, let's get started. Motherhood and death and loss, navigating it all. What does it even mean? Um, I think it's weird that I'm even having this conversation (laughs) right now. I'm in podcast host meat suit, if you want to call it. So, you know, really spiritually shielded. I have my podcast host hat on and I'm here to serve. I'm here to channel. I'm here to share my story. That doesn't mean that it's not extremely difficult. Yeah, that's not what it means at all. I think where I'm going to start is this idea that, you know, so, uh, losing someone has to mean something. I've been reading a lot, and you know part of my background as a social worker has been like really meeting people where they are at, and having a trauma-aware, trauma-sensitive approach around, you know, emotions are good all emotions are good. Some are heavier and some are lighter and all emotions are good. And as a society, we've been conditioned to believe that there's bad, there's negative emotions and there's positive. And um, the truth is if we can't experience any of them, then we can't experience happiness either. We just didn't have the framework for it. And so a lot of my work has been designed to create the strategies and the skills and resources to be able to feel the emotions in a safe and healthy way, to be able to express the emotions in a safe and healthy way. And so in the loss of my mom, you know the, f- the first thing top of mind for me was keeping the energy in motion. you know, um, very close mentor of mine mentioned to me that grief um, when grief gets stuck, it gets stuck, you know And so we really, really want to move it. But what does that even mean? It means that when the waves come crashing in, I express them, and it doesn't mean anything about who I am, what I'm capable of, and what I'm deserving of. It means that love is real. You know, Brené Brown says, we can't fully experience joy without fully experiencing sadness. If you've watched the movie Inside Out, or if you're a previous client of mine, (laughs) You may have seen the movie and that connection is so, so true. We can, we can tell stories all day about not really appreciating the light if we didn't know what darkness was. And so how do we make space inside of our mind, inside of our body and our spiritual world for grief to exist without feeling like we're doing Something wrong or as if there's something wrong with us. I think with all of my learning and education and training with trauma, I understood that at the very beginning of, of uh, the loss of my mother, it was a physical experience. I mean, it still is today, but at the time it was teaching every single cell in my body, how to live, operate, breathe, think without her here anymore. That takes a lot of time. Some people maybe do that a lot quicker than others. And some maybe never do it. I like to think I'm somewhere in the middle. (laughs) That's me though. I'm always in the middle. I think we underestimate the power of of grief and, and loss and I like to think that I was really wise before this happened. Grief has this way, I'll say death has a way of showing you what is um, fragile in this world. And so, navigating those spaces in between of knowing how fragile life is and knowing that at any moment, anything can happen that could completely shift and transcend your world, feeling like you have no control. I remember the first week after. You know, it was bath time and we were having so much fun. And then in an instant, a memory comes down and reminds me that any moment something could happen to her and I, uh, my daughter, and realizing like, I just, I didn't want anything to happen and I didn't have any control over that. And I could feel my body go into like freeze mode and then flight mode. And then coming back into my body and recognizing I can only control right now in this moment. And right now in this moment, it's pure joy. It's pure joy. And um, there's something about death that gives you a lot of perspective and like the smallest things, they don't matter anymore. And I think that I've been able to move these emotions through in such a way that I'm really grounded. I'll say that. And I also have recognized that grief and, ex- and and expressing grief makes a lot of people uncomfortable <laughs> and that's okay but um, grief therapy has been so so key in my work it has allowed me to express and to not fix cuz how often in the world of self development are we trying to fix our experiences and grief isn't anything that we can fix it's something we experience and something we carry and so I've spent a lot of time thinking about resiliency. I remember May, May 3rd, she died. I think May 23rd or 25th, I did a reading with a medium, a different one that I'm, I'm normally, I have one that I always see, Sheila. Been actually seeing her for, for 11 years since my stepmother died. I go to her to see, to connect with my nanny and um, now I'm going to her to see, connect with my mom, but she wasn't available. And so I connected with another woman named Mary and, um, you know, everything is divine timed and I was like, okay, let's just trust it. And I'm having this experience and I'm listening and I understand that she's connecting to my mom. I can feel it. I can hear my mom's (laughs) energy and personality, you know? I can feel it all. And before my mom dying, connecting to the other side brought me a lot of peace. It connected me to um, my purpose. It connected me to this higher intention of what life is all about. It it was like this, I was connected. I've explained her death feels like I'm untethered now. Like I'm just kind of floating out into the world. Like I'm not connected to anything like, of course, that's not true. I have myself and I have my partner and I have my daughter. I have family. It just reminds me of why I'm so passionate about doing work with moms. Um, The group that I just finished up becoming, there's about five women in there. We all had daughters. And um, I did a training earlier on in the year, February, that really amplified the connection between a mom and a daughter it doesn't mean that a mom and a son is anything different it just just talking about the fact of the womb and how it's the portal to the universe and you know just holding so much cellular memory within our womb and the potential of that portal how much healing we can do within our womb yeah living earth side without every cell in my body is attempting to it's making new connections. And so with that perspective, it's allowed me to have even more grace and compassion to why things can be so hard and so difficult. And I'm really grateful to have the training and the awareness and the experience that I do to understand how the mind is working and and grief is working and emotions. And the little advocate in me wants it for everybody too. I think that we're all walking around potentially with unresolved grief, either our own or um, passed down through the generations. And I remember looking at my mother's timeline, like her life and going, there is so much trauma and yet here I am. I've attempted to record this episode a few times, so just you know, sharing the reality of all of this with you i've I've read a lot about grief. I've experienced quite a bit, and um now I feel like i'm I'm ready to really redefine what it means to me. I find that when I'm present, i am cool. You know, when I'm present, I can feel her energy. When I'm present, I am open to. Uh, energy and feel it or see it. Actually, I can't see it yet, but feel it and um, almost hear it. And I can see the, the ways in which energy shows me messages or symbols to connect with me. When I move into the past with my mind and I think about her, oh, it takes my breath away. You just want one more hug? Or just even to say goodbye. Not that saying goodbye would make it any better. Uh, I don't think you could ever have closure on losing your mother. It's really confusing, kind of like a mind fuck, because I am so connected to the magic that is happening. uh, And I am also devastated. What a beautiful way to describe a human experience, right? Being able to hold both so much of my work has been designed to help people have both you know to not live in these separations of like i can only have success in business or career and you know you know just like not living in these like parallels that i can't have both i can't have a happy healthy family and success in my business i can't rest and take care of myself while taking care of others like there's always these um, two dualities and a lot of my work has been to break through those paradigms and bring wholeness to to people and here I am experiencing it on a whole other level the realization when i go out into the future with my thoughts are i had my nanny until i was like 29 she was also very young she was 69 years old My mom had her mom until she was 50. So, so much anger and resentment. And there's no amount of like positive thinking or like preempt worrying that will make any of these feelings go away. Like, you can't prepare yourself for grief. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Like, you can, you can have emotional intelligence, you can have strategies, you can have ways of managing your emotions. Absolutely. But when I think about me back in the day before I went on my self development journey, I used to spend a lot of time worrying about the worst case scenario, worrying that something bad would happen to my mom, worrying that she would die, worrying that I would walk in to the house and see her dead. So many thoughts were spent on preparing myself for her exit. Why? Why the fuck does someone think like that? When I was 12, uh, that did happen. So maybe I thought that way because it did happen. And then I got really caught up in thinking of all the other ways that it would happen. And I was like somehow preparing myself for it, And I feel like now that was so much time wasted, spent on controlling something I couldn't control. And now that it has happened again, like none of that made this any easier. So like, why, why does the brain worry about the things we can't control? Probably because of survival, you know, that little part in our brain that is so old and is always focused on survival. And now we're experiencing it in just such a more philosophical way, you know, our mind, the mental and emotional, because we're safe. We have homes, we have food for the most part, right? Uh, When crises happen, what's the first thing anyone does? Come stay with me and they bring us food. So the mind starts to, to work itself through all of these scenarios. And I found myself doing that with my own life, like, um, What would happen if I were to die now? And how do I, what do I do? What do I do? How do I prepare myself? So, so many things that the mind gets caught up in doing in some way to keep itself safe. So, all of this was done to keep itself safe and now it happened. And um, when I allow myself to go there, it's a way of getting closer connected to myself versus I think what I was taught was that if you get close to it, it might take you out. And so I've just been really mindful with a lot of support and therapy to to go there. And so sometimes I'm like, am I in denial? Am I allowing myself to feel all the feelings and it's like, yeah, and I got to make food and I got to, you know, I want to. I desire to be in business and I desire to 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 raise my daughter. And then I think about my daughter not having a nanny the way that I had a nanny and that takes my breath away. Like what the hell, mom? We know it was a shock to her. We know, we know all, I'll say I know, this is what I choose to believe. She says sorry a million times and I can hear it and I can feel it. There's this extreme of like wanting to go live life and just go be, go do it all like without thinking, you know, like a risk taker because I've never really been a risk taker. And then there's the moments of just wanting to freeze and not do anything. Uh, And then the middle ground is where I continue on. I don't know. I share all of this because you know, Instagram, I'm doing my best to share both with you. Podcast, I'm trying to share my story in the sense if you've lost someone, you feel connected and you don't feel alone, Uh, but I don't have anything figured out. (laughs) I really don't. I really don't have have anything figured out. I trust in the tools. I trust in reconnecting back into the body. You know, does everything happen for a reason? Yeah, I I used to believe that. I think a part of me still does. What I'm learning in the grief community is that her death doesn't need to have this like Disney fairy tale happy ending, you know, like I'm not meant to make something beautiful out of it. It's like it's fucking hard and that's it. <laughs> I meet women all the time who say they lost their mother and it, and and they say to me all the time, it feels like yesterday. And I think at the beginning of grief, I just wanted someone to tell me on october twenty fifth you are going to be healed. <laughs> and the truth is, ain't nobody gonna say that because that doesn't happen. And so with the way I've always operated, you know performing really well under pressure and having deadlines and due dates and goals and intentions. I'm like very forward focused. And it's like, I'm going to put in the work until that time comes. It's kind of like um, being a mom you know, there's shifts throughout the day. There's the morning shift. Let's just go for a day where she's at daycare. There's the morning shift. So you just like crush through it. You're present, you're there, you do all the things, you take her to school, and then you're in work mode. And then you come home and it's dinner time, and it's bedtime. And then it's, and then she goes to bed and you know that like after seven 30, you're going to have time to yourself. And it's like, then you can think and you can process and you can do all the things. And then a day where she's home, same thing. There's shifts throughout the day where you do the thing and then you have some reflection time and then you do the thing and then you have reflection time. And, uh, but there's like this, like, there's a cycle, you know, the sun rises and, and then the sun sets and it's like, you know, reset. And then with grief, it's like, there's no fucking reset button. I, I, I tried. <laughs> I really did try. Oh my God. Did I ever try so hard in my mind. The day she died, I was hitting myself in my face. I was slapping myself so hard to try to wake up. Every time I hit myself, I wasn't trying to hurt myself, I was trying to reset. I was driving down to her house and I was slapping my face because I was like, this is a goddamn nightmare. Like, when are you going to wake up? That entire day, people had to hold my hands down. The moment they would let go, Uh, the memory would come through and I would go, is it true? Did she die? My mom, Lisa? (laughs) And they would have to tell me. And then I would hit myself in the face again, not to hurt myself, to reset. I thought I was dreaming. And I remember that night I slept uh, because I was so tired. The, The physical body was so tired. And then I remember waking up that morning and coming to and realizing it was real and just cried. Brandon and I have lived very different lives before we met. Very different lives, both beautiful lives, very different in terms of our experiences. Um, mine was very different than his and to respect his, you know privacy. Like it was just different, right? And so through this whole experience, I've been really grateful for his love and his support and how grounded he is. And then also a little frustrated with how we've taught people how to deal with grief. I feel like I'm always trying to advocate or narrate or rewrite the story on all things. My perspectives on motherhood, my, per- my perspectives on being a woman, my perspective of being motherless daughter like I feel like I have all of these really big ideas of how you know things could just be better and not that there's a right way or in a wrong way, but it's definitely a trauma aware lens and I'm just like such an advocate. this experience has really put me into a space of just being still and and present because there really is like no reset button there's no Nothing that I can do that's going to bring her back. And the little girl inside of me is terrified of that. I have always helped her. I've always saved her. And I'm working through that in my therapy, you know, but our souls decided to do life together this way. And I'll tell you right now, like that spiritual stuff, although I know it and I believe it and it has brought me peace, it doesn't help in the onset of grief. Uh, it might be helping now. I think I'm five months right now. And I don't even know if it's helping because it's I look at it like there's our human body and our, our spiritual body, and our human body, my human body is like, wait a minute, where's your mom? What are we doing for turkey dinner? And then there's like, you know, the leaves are changing color. And it's another reminder that life just keeps moving. And I can feel as though I'm standing here, carrying so much that people can't see it. I'm carrying this grief all on my own, because it's my experience. It's my relationship with my mom, and nobody can do that with me or feel me. My brother and I can connect and relate on so many levels, but I can't con- relate to what he's feeling, and he can't relate to me, but in- and then again, at the same time we can, but The world, like time, just keeps moving, and sometimes it feels like I'm just—I don't know if you've ever seen those. I don't even know what movie this is. I feel like I've seen it in so many movies, but it's like, like uh, down in New York, maybe it's called Times Square. I don't know. And there's one person standing there, and everything is moving so fast beside them, like really quickly, like lights and people and everything is busy, and this person's just standing there in the middle, not moving, and. That's how I feel a lot of the time. I don't have the capacity for as much as I used to. I'm gaining it back. Um, I think that is because of the self-care and the permission to rest um, that, that I have been really dedicated to. I'm reminded that there's a part of me that won't be expressed anymore because she's not here. And I'm reminded by that over the turkey dinners. That was her thing, you know. I wish I took more notes. I wish I videotaped her all the time. I wish I asked questions. I wish that I just, of course, right? Then the spirit comes in and goes, okay, Nicole, trust that you have everything you need to know. Just trust and give yourself compassion, give yourself grace. It's okay. Right. And so, you know, moving through all of those things while being present for it, you know, decorating for turkey dinners, and there's just a way, and you don't realize it until it's gone. And here's the thing I really did notice it when it was here. Gratitude was like such a way of living for me. Gratitude was how I like really navigated that fear mindset. Gratitude is what helped me with joy. So I feel like I'm just at this whole other level of doing it differently now. This is the real raw vulnerable podcast with Nicole Weston on grief. It can just be really lonely inside of grief because everybody just wants to continue to move on. And there are days where I just want people to just acknowledge it, like just be like, "Hey." I see that you're carrying all of that and it's okay. And not the therapist and not the coach and not the mentor, but just to, you know, just to be seen and to be heard. And these have been like my values for forever. And now I can see why they are so important even more so now. So yeah, this has been a tough podcast to to record. I hope you received something from this. I don't have all the answers. This wasn't a start and finish. (laughs) This was truly expression, um, a form of healing. And it's so interesting. My aunt just messaged me. She's like, oh, honey, if I thought of your mother, if if I messaged you every time I thought of your mother, it would be all day, every day. And I was like, just do it then. (laughs) And sure enough, she did as I recorded this podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my aunt. What I was going to say earlier was... A lot of my grief experience has been letting go of what I thought my life was going to be. So not only am I grieving her 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 death and her life, I'm also grieving what I thought my life was going to look like with her. Um, there's a lot of relief in it because I had a lot of worries for her, but there's also a tremendous amount of loss and hurt and pain. And like I don't know what the word is yet. But it's like this deep longing, like I'm, I miss. It's a longing, the idea that I'm never gonna have it again. That's a mindfuck. So now it's like, okay, accepting that that's not what it's gonna be. And now, what will it be now? Like, what's life now? Okay, so Hannah was two when she died. And she's not. she doesn't know what it's like to have a nanny until she's 29. So that's okay. So it's like in those thoughts, it's like releasing what could have been, but it doesn't matter because she has nothing to compare it to. So then I look at myself and I go, how do I honor my mom's life? How do I create that legacy so that Hannah understands how much she was loved? And here's the thing, Hannah's soul fucking already knows that. But just how do do we capture that and how do we create that? So letting go of what I thought and accepting what is, it's always been such a strong point in my world. It's a a muscle that I have, mindfulness, self-compassion. Those are tools that I have crafted and mastered, embodied even. And so now I'm doing it in a whole other context. So it's like allowing my inner child to be completely sad. And also giving her permission to be joyful at the same time. And uh, how? I don't know. <laughs> Keep you posted. I'm gonna end it there. Doesn't mean that this isn't. This chapter is still going. Um, but for today, that's that's what I'm gonna share with you. What do I hope you gain from today? Connection. I hope that if you're experiencing any kind of loss or grief or death, that you feel like you're not alone. And and. Um, Trying to navigate motherhood and work and business and our own emotional experience, it's it's not easy, but it can be, you can be connected, you can be seen, you can be heard. And I am all I am standing here today because of the supports I have in my life, because of my community, Avalon, because of my mentors, because of my coaches and my therapists and my family. So I hope that you feel that today. I hope that if you are a mom listening, you look into joining the collective. I hope to bring the same energy in there for you to be seen and heard, to be appreciated. I'd love to hear from you. What questions you have? What do you want to know more of? What do you want to hear of? I love feedback and I love knowing that there's some curiosities you may have. So with that, I'm sending you all the love in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I want to hear from you. What did you love about today's podcast? What are you feeling inspired to do differently? Find us on Facebook at Redefining Motherhood and tell us all about it. You can also follow along on Instagram at the Nicole Weston. Here's the thing, we were never meant to do this alone and it is time to redefine motherhood and live it on our terms. I believe we can have it all and I believe in order to do that, we've gotta do it differently. Follow along and let us know. Be sure to subscribe, we drop a new episode every Wednesday.